This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about Chili Crisp. Oh my gosh, I feel like we're only like two years late to this party. That's more on time than we've been to other parties. Yeah, it is more on time. <laughs> what were you going to say? I, I don't even know. We're off anyway, to a great start, though. It, we are. This episode was suggested by listener and guest Kenji Lopez-Alt. But, but will he be a guest on this episode? We'll see. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, whoops. Oh, whoops. That's what we're <laughs> no, doing. You gotta now. you gotta tease the audience. Like okay. Okay. you know, if you if you keep listening, like maybe maybe I'll show you my six pack abs. <laughs> that's 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 my how I tease. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh well, Matthew, tell me about your chili crisp memory lane. I thought you were say, tell me about your six pack abs. Well, let me oh, tell no, you. Oh no, I've 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 seen them at the nude beach. That's right. Yeah. How I mean like, I was trying not to look at them. Yeah, like, but, but but there was there was like a lot of definition there, right? Mm-hmm. Like real food writer abs. Oh yeah, um, the sun was like rippling off your skin, like the the ripples of muscle is what I mean. Uh, yeah, because I, I covered I covered myself with muscles that I gathered off a <laughs> off a mossy rock. Okay, uh, God, that was such a dad joke. Yeah, it was. All right, so uh, my chili crisp memory lane. There there was like a moment where all of a sudden, like non-Chinese food writers all of a sudden really got into Lao Gan Ma brand Chili Crisp. And if you had asked me like before we sat down to start uh, recording this episode, and I should specify, I'm actually standing up. I would have said that was like 2014, but apparently I'm way <laughs> off. No, Matthew. So I did the research for this episode, and I, too, was surprised to discover that that was like 2020, uh, 2021, depending on sort of what what demographic of, of non-Chinese food writers we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know I had some in my house before that, but like I, I try to maintain my cutting edge status. Well, so here's here's what I found on the old interweb. So I think that non-Chinese food writers uh, and chefs first got into it in like, uh, or at least it kind of became uh, like a trendy ingredient for people in the know in 2020. Mm-hmm. 
there's an extensive eater piece from mid 2020 about chefs using it. Can All we link rage. to it? We can link to it. Yeah. Yes. Mid 2020, you know, we've got chefs using it. Well, then basically, is someone called it the like quarantine pantry must have. I think that someone was Sam Sifton from the New York Times. Okay, that makes but sense. But all of a sudden, so like, you know, it, it kind of made this crossover from having become sort of like acutely trendy uh, in like non-Chinese restaurants and non-Chinese food writers. And then all of a sudden became something that everyone had to have. It's It's funny that you mentioned this because like, I, I'm only realizing just now that I had a like quarantine must have hot sauce that I was putting on everything, but it was a different really? one. Yeah. What was it? Uh it was the the secret Aardvark habanero oh, sauce. Yeah. 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 It's it's oh, wow. good stuff. Like I, I I was like, I need I I ran out of hot sauce. I'm like, uh what should, can I throw a hot sauce into the QFC order? Uh oh, I've heard of this one. I'll try that. It was great. Like I've been putting it on everything ever since. Well, yeah. So Sam Sifton would write uh, a little email that would arrive in the inboxes of New York Times cooking subscribers. Uh, and in it was 2020, Sam Sifton's little email. Sam Sifton's little email. He doesn't <laughs> like it when you call it little. Though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was in April 2020. He declared it a quarantine cooking need. And that, I think, was really the beginning of, like, the mainstream boom, boom, boom explosion. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then I think that the explosion trickled. I'm, I'm not sure where this metaphor <laughs> goes, but the explosion <laughs> trickled into 2021 as well. Okay, yeah. And here we are in early 2022 talking when, about when, it. I, I love how it, when an explosion trickles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, this morning on the way to the bus, teenager of the show December asked me whether um, spontaneous human combustion is a thing that's ever really happened. Mm. <laughs> Did you talk about whales exploding, like when they get beached? Uh, uh, no, but, but I love a, how you scrambled to answer that for me. I was I was trying to figure out if you were talking about like like from from like like gas buildup or when they blew up that whale using explosives. No, I think it, it's also. I mean, gas buildup is a real problem. Tell right? me about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I um, almost exploded last night. Yes, but but we're talking about like a person like suddenly bursting into flames for, just you, from, from internal sources. Did you look it up? Has no, it I didn't happened? look it up because it's definitely not a, th- a real thing. <laughs> but such weird things happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, sure. I mean, have you ever had a human body? <laughs> That I mean, yes, okay, weird. Like weird, there is gas buildup and other weird things. That's true. But, okay. but like a fiery explosion. I know I brought fine. this up. Sorry. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, well, hold on. Now, let's get into talking about Chili Crisp. Uh, trickles. For any listeners, trickles happen all the time. Trickles do happen all the time, whether you want them to or not. Right. Okay, so, yeah, Chili Crisp. Let's define it for anyone who... <laughs> Sometimes um, you want a trickle to happen and it doesn't. Okay. So chili crisp, which is can be spelled either C H I L I or C H I L E, depending. I think on we what had this conversation into. on the chili oil episode, also. Chili crisp is a spicy and crispy condiment. It's basically a type of hot sauce made with fried chili pepper and other aromatics that are infused into oil. So you know there are tons of homemade and commercial varieties. We'll talk more about this, but the most popular brand is Lao Gan Ma, which combines like the the numbing qualities you get with Sichuan pepper with crunchy roasted soybeans. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the idea of chili crisp originated in Chinese cuisine, and according to Wikipedia, 
it has been described as going with anything and everything. Yes. Even ice cream? Even ice cream. Anyway, That's, a, that's okay. another teaser. I'm trying to trickle these teasers in like an explosion that later trickles. I love the history of this, actually. I had a lot of fun looking up the history of, of Chili Crisp. So, you know, as one might imagine, infused oil, like, you know, hot, spicy condiments have been made and used all over the world for centuries, but also in China, which is mm-hmm. what we're going to be focusing on today. And of course, there are lots of regional variations. Like in southern China, apparently it's common to simmer the ingredients in oil, whereas in northern China, it's more common to like pour just super hot oil over the chili peppers and that's aromatics. Interesting. That's that's how I make it because I use a Sichuanese recipe and it's uh, it's very fun to like heat up some oil really hot and then dump it on chilies and have it all sizzle yeah. up. Yeah. Anyway, it's the kind of thing that home cooks and restaurants tend to develop their own version of. And it's not all that different from what we call chili oil. It, it just has to do with like the ratio of chunky stuff to oil, right? Yeah. Now, when you say chunky stuff, could there be like a song about chunky stuff? <laughs> oh, uh, we could try to drop it in. <laughs> okay. So my my spouse and I keep a uh, a voice memo catalog of, of special songs that we've made up. Songs like about our guinea pig and songs about... Um, you record about... your special songs? Because I have like hundreds of special songs that I've improvised over the years, but I've never thought to record them. Oh, Ash records them all. They're all on Ash's phone. Uh, so we have a special song that I made up about Alice. We have a song about about Percy being really small and needing to assert his masculinity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but one song we have is called Chunky Stuff. And Ash made it up while putting, um, like, egg into their bowl of instant ramen. Okay. So maybe we'll drop that in. You don't want to just give um, us an acapella rendition right now? <laughs> chunky stuff, chunky stuff, pouring it inside my bowl. Chunky stuff, make something boring interesting or something like that. <laughs> Ash does it better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Thank you for for that. Anyway, okay, but the deal with Chili Crisp is unlike chili oil, it's not pourable, mm-hmm. okay? So you would you would take a spoonful of Chili Crisp. And also Chili Crisp is all about the texture. Yes. So I want to talk about Lao Gan Ma, yes. uh, which is like the brand behind the Chili Crisp explosion that turned into a trickle. Yeah. We're going to just keep pushing this as Please. far as it'll go. Okay. <laughs> Lao Gan Ma is a brand that you have probably seen, dear listener. It is it is like the brand of Chili Crisp, and it launched in 1997. And the company that is was so cre- surprising to me. Like I never would have guessed that. Like that it's you know, that new. That it's that new, right? Because because like it has a very like venerable looking label to it. it so I would does. have guessed that either it was like very very new and like just came out in like 2017, or that uh, that it you know was founded in like the 30s. Yeah. No. The, and the story is wonderful. Um, I, I really, I, I visited multiple Wikipedia pages <laughs> okay, to great. bring this story to you. So the company was created by a female Chinese restaurateur named Tao Huabi in Guizhou province. And Tao has this pretty remarkable story. She was born in a very poor village and she was the eighth girl born to the family. So big family mm-hmm. here. She married young, had two sons, but then her husband died when her kids were young. 
And she did all kinds of things to support her family. She worked on a construction site. She sold vegetables in like a stall in a vegetable market. And then eventually she opened uh, in 1989 a restaurant. Apparently, well, on Wikipedia, it's described as being in a simple shed. Apparently, (laughs) she specialized in noodles. And she sauced these noodles with her own version of this like crispy, crunchy, delicious chili crisp. All right. And in 1994... She like the chili crisp was so popular that by that point she was mostly just selling chili crisp out of this restaurant. See, I still can't get over the fact that like all this happened like in your lifetime during my life, like when I was like old enough that that I could have been there. I know you could have like gone to her her noodle restaurant. Yeah, I didn't. But I, I could know. have. What a shame. Anyway, so she created her company, Lao Gan Ma, which I saw on Wikipedia means either old godmother or like old mother. Okay. But Lao Gan Ma was created in 1997. She hired something like 40 employees and rented like a house to use as a factory. And her chili crisp quickly became popular, became a household staple in China. According to an article I read on Today.com, she retired as a multi-billionaire. Whoa. And... In 2017, when she was 70 years old, she was voted the hottest woman in China. But Do you think it was like a pun? I don't, I don't know, crisp? but I, I kind of hope it wasn't. I hope it wasn't either. Right? Yeah. And like her face is on the label, right? I assume that's her or is that just like a, like a Betty Crocker type? You know, I don't know why I didn't think to look into that. I mean, let's let's assume yes that it's that it's her face on the label. I, I love I love the face on the label of of the Laogan Ma jar. Um, me too. It reminds me of how like if you are a ramen chef in Japan and you are gonna like pose for a photo for like an ad for your restaurant or an article or whatever, you have to make a face like ramen is serious business and I'm a serious person. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Uh, we should we should collect these, yeah. and you should send them to me. Okay, I mean, I'm, not sure to our a, I'm sure there's a ramen chef calendar. Oh, I hope so. I've had this thought occasionally that like if we could just get like one percent of people in China to listen to spilled milk, we would be set. Right. We we could retire as multi-billionaires. Exactly. That's because that's yeah. the thing. All she had to do was get everyone in China to buy one bottle. <laughs> I know. And she was just done. Right. Exactly. So it's interesting to me, actually, I feel like it took a relatively short amount of time for her chili crisp to then also become an international sensation. Yeah. So you figure it, it hit the market in 97. Uh, well, in the 2010s is when it it became a big deal internationally. That's sure. not that long no. for a product, you know? So, yeah, it was internationally known in the 2010s and then, of course, became a big deal in the U.S. during the, you know, the early days of the COVID pandemic. So, yeah. I want to, you know, move toward thinking a bit about our guest today. Okay, let's move. Let's let's take a like an inch toward our guest uh, well, I really enjoyed what our guest, Kenji Lopez-Alt, said about Chili Crisp in his new book, The Walk, which okay. just came out a couple weeks ago. Do you want to read it? Sure, I'll read it. He says, there is a wide range of crispy chili oils, that is, unstrained chili oil with a large volume of chili and other aromatic debris left in the bottle, from mild Japanese varieties to hotter chili oils. I just want to call attention to the debris. Yeah, I, it, yeah. It just conjures 
conjures up visions of like a tornado in a bottle. <laughs> anyway, oh, wow, okay. that would be a great slogan for something, right? Wouldn't I mean, probably, probably, probably a hot sauce, but like, I don't know. Okay, well, hold on. I'm going to continue yeah. with with Ken with this little excerpt from Kenji's book, The Walk. Remember when people were putting Hui Fong Sriracha on everything? I sure remember. Thankfully, those days are over, and we've now started spooning Sichuan Spicy Chili Crisp, specifically Laogan Ma brand, on everything. I've appreciated the upgrade, though I still question why we must collectively have one sauce to rule them all. <laughs> Laogan Ma has a few more ingredients than typical crispy chili oil oils, including peanuts and citrusy Sichuan peppercorns. You know, one thing that I found helpful in thinking about Chili Crisp, like if you've never had it, I mean, do we think any of our listeners have never had Chili Crisp? I think crisp? some of our Maybe. listeners have never had it. One thing that I found really helpful in thinking about it like, and how it differs from other like quote unquote hot sauces is it's not vinegary. Sure. I mean, I think we are so used to thinking about hot sauce as a vinegary thing, at least in the non like non-Chinese yeah, cuisine that's true. World. Like, yeah, if you get like a like a Cholula or a Tabasco, totally, like, totally, it's gonna have or a Tapatio, it's gonna have tons of vinegar. And so, what what's been really fun for me uh, about trying a number of different brands of Chili Crisp, and we're, we'll we'll talk about one in particular here in a minute, is that like there is tons of flavor in this stuff, and it's not actually that spicy, which was very surprising yeah. to me. Uh, it's like it's more about the complexity, at least for me. Uh, more about the umami. It's so savory. Yeah, and especially so, um, the texture. Totally. And actually, I think Kenji's going to be able to tell us a little bit about why the texture is so special and like maybe how it stays so crispy, even though it's sitting there in oil, right? Yeah. You've mentioned friend of the show, Kenji Lopez, all its name like 17 times on this episode. <laughs> like, do you think there's any chance we could get him on the episode like right now to talk to us about Chili Crisp? You know, I actually have a feeling that he might be calling in here to our recording studio now. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Okay, well, welcome back to the show, Kenji Lopez-Alt. Thank and you. thank you for suggesting today's episode as well. Let's talk about Chili Crisp. What made you suggest Chili Crisp? Mm -hmm. Well, it, it's because I um, I recently uh, was gifted a jar of Kari Kari, which is the local Seattle brand of Chili Crisp that I thought was the most delicious brand of Chili Crisp I've tried. And so I thought it'd be fun to talk about it. I was given <laughs> uh, a jar of Kari Kari as well as a gift. And anyway, I was so excited that you mentioned it. And I love that we have the same sort of origin story for it. It is delicious. And I was given a tablespoon yeah. of it as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to try it. It's got, it's got big chunks. 
Yeah. It does, yeah. I mean, it reminds me the most of like homemade chili crisp. Yes. So hold on. Okay. So, Matthew. Yes. What are we going to ask now? Okay. Well, <laughs> um, we did an, an episode a few a few months ago about chili oil. And I feel like chili crisp mm-hmm. is a is a product or a condiment that is related to chili oil and it and could be considered a type of chili oil, but has like its own distinguishing characteristics. Like what what makes something mm-hmm. a chili crisp to you and where where is the crispiness coming from? So chili oils, I mean, they range obviously. So some of them are clear and some of them have a lot of sort of debris in them. But generally, when you're talking about chili crisp, um, first of all, like the pieces of chili are bigger so that mm-hmm. when they um, they get slowly fried um, and they lose all their moisture because, you know, even dried chilies have some moisture in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get slowly, dry, slowly fried and lose all their moisture. And that's what makes them the little bits crispy. Um, but then typically in chili crisp, there's also other things in there that will um, add to the crispiness. So um, slices of garlic, slices of shallot, mm-hmm. sometimes peanuts, that are also just sort of really, really slowly fried so that you basically completely dehydrate. It's sort of the way you would make like a um, like a potato chip, right? Where you want to, where the goal is to um, fry it uh, until the point that all the moisture is driven off and that it's crispy, but without sort right. of over browning it to the point that it turns mm-hmm. bitter, right? Um, so yeah, so chili crisp is basically just like chili oil that happens to have a lot of bits of crispy stuff in it. Mm. Um, and the flavor, you know, the flavor profile of chili crisp is generally not particularly spicy, yeah, but generally more sort of savory and sweet because you get a lot of sweetness out of the, the shallots and the garlic. Um, and then usually there's also some mix of kind of warm spices in there. So it could be, you know, Szechuan pepper, star anise, cumin, uh, sometimes cardamom, sometimes like ginger, things like that. Um, and then, then also very often sort of MS, you know, umami rich ingredients. So it could be MSG. Um, some brands have mushroom powder, uh, things mm-hmm. like Preserved that. black beans. Mm-hmm. What brands do you, or so we we're we're obviously talking about Kadi Kadi today. Uh, the, the sort of original brand is Laogan Ma. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's the one that I think people are going to be most familiar with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they sell. They they not only sell it at uh, like my local QFC, but they sell like two variations. I think they were out of the original, and I got the other one, which is which is sort of like on the edge of being chili crisp. But I'm excited to taste it. Okay, so the thing that I that I am not sure about about chili crisp, and like don't want to get wrong, is it's not clear to me whether like how long this product has existed in China and whether mm-hmm. it is something that is like new, new to, to sort of the general uh, uh, North American market, but has been around in, and been in, enjoyed in China for a while, or is like a relatively new innovation by a Chinese sauce company. <laughs> so it, it's been around for a long time. I mean, chili okay. oils have been around for a very long time. Oh, um, yes. And, and, you know, and it's like one of those things where every restaurant has their own version. So a lot of places will make their oils by sort of pouring hot, hot oil over a bowl full of aromatics and other places will um, simmer the aromatics slowly in the oil. So I think it would be ludicrous to suggest that in, you know, in, in the hundreds or I, I'm not even sure how long, but maybe thousands of years of people making various infused chili oils that none of them accidentally made something that was also crispy and thought, oh, this is good. But certainly sure. the way we know it now, you know, Lagan Ma, um, she started that company in the mid nineties. Certainly like what we know in the US as chili oil and what I think has now taken over China as well is this Laogan Ma version. Okay, so what I ended up here with is fried chili in oil, which I think is a little different. Yeah, so that one, I think it's the same, but it doesn't have like the like the garlic and the and the little 
chunks of right. other stuff in it. So one thing that I read uh, as a sort of distinguishing thing about Chili Crisp as opposed to chili oil is that Chili Crisp is, is I guess, at least in most households and restaurants, used as a, a condiment as opposed to a, a cooking flavoring, like something that you would use in the actual cooking process. Do you find that to be true in your own cooking? Certainly it's a, it's a condiment, I, but, I, but I, I would also think that, you know, chili oil is typically a condiment or some, yes. or at least chili oil is something that you would, it, it's a table condiment. You might finish a dish with chili oil. So if you're making yeah. something like, like mapo tofu, right, you would finish it with chili oil. So, and you would serve it with like a big slick of chili oil on the yep. top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are many dishes like that, particularly from, you know, Sichuan and Chongqing that are, that are made that way. Um, but both of them, I think are, have sort of relatively similar use cases. Um, you know, the thing I think you wouldn't do with a, um, a chili crisp is put it in a dish that's like being simmered and then let it cook for a while because then all the crispy bits are not crispy anymore. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, yeah. maybe you do want to finish with chili crisp, like only at the table. But I would consider both of them more sort of a, a condiment and like a finishing ingredient as opposed to. All right, you guys, I couldn't wait. And I tried the Cotty Cotty and it's so good. It is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so who who makes this? I don't. I hadn't even heard of it until the two of you started talking about it. It's it's a. I think it's a, a husband and wife in Seattle. Um, they have an Instagram, and and um, I you know when, after I tried it, I actually reached out to them. It's the two of them plus one um, one employee that makes all of it. They make it by hand, and they bottle it by hand. Um, and I think they're going to have to ramp up their production at some point because they are getting very popular. Okay. Yeah. The Cutty Cutty is the one that reminds me most of, of homemade. So like, yes. the, it, it, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Sola, Sola L. Wiley's recipe from Serious Eats a couple years ago, uh, but she did a recipe that is very elaborate and it takes a long time to make. Yes. I have, I've not made this, but I have, I have seen this recipe for sure. <laughs> the most difficult part is really dehydrating the garlic and the shallots without burning them because they can, you know, garlic, if you've ever made like fried shallots, like Thai yeah. style fried shallots, or, car- or garlic, um, it goes from like being sweet and delicious to being burnt and gross like really quickly. Yes. Um, and so, you know, this, her recipe, you have to do that with a ton of shallots and a ton of garlic. Um, and then there's a bunch of different chilies that she mixed together, uh, but it's so, so good. At my, at my restaurant, which I'm not associated with anymore, but at my um, former restaurant, we did a late night chili Sunday, chili crisp Sunday. Is that what Molly's eating right now? <laughs> yeah, chili, chili crisp on vanilla That's ice cream. That's what I bought some Hagen Dazs vanilla ice cream, and I have let it soften just a mm-hmm. little bit, mm. so it's like just right. And I put the Cotty Cotty chili crisp on it, and it is so good. Okay, I'm trying it's nuts, this now. Right? <laughs> it's like way more than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. It does really cool things with the dairy and with the vanilla flavor. It's surprising, right? It's like one of those things where it's like you hear it and you think it's going to, it sounds gross. And then you taste it and you're like, wow, this is really good. Okay. Trying it for the first time. The texture of almost like, you know, this really crispy, almost dehydrated garlic with the ice cream is so much less, it's not gimmicky. It seems like it would be gimmicky and it's not. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is so good. <laughs> it's so good. Have you had this before, Matthew? Mm-mm. You know, th- this morning I was talking to my daughter, or was it this morning or last night? I was talking to my daughter and uh, I can't remember what she, what flavors she mentioned, but she said like, have you ever tried this? And I said, I've never tried it, but I like, I'm, I don't think I'm really that interested in it. And she goes, well, how do you know if you've never tried it? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a good point. And then, like, you know, and then I tried to explain to her, well, it's like, you know, it's like if you play, if you play like, a, if you paint a lot, for example, like you don't need to actually mix the red and yellow together to know that you're going to get orange, right? Or if you like, you, you know, Matthew, like you're a musician. It's like, if you play a lot of music or you do mm-hmm. some composing, you don't need to see what like 
a G and a B. You don't need to go to the piano and push what a G and a B are going to sound like right. together to know what it sounds like in your head. And so it's similar in cooking where it's like if you do it a lot, you can kind of get an idea of what things are going to taste like without actually having to do it. But this is one of those cases where it tastes really different than I ever imagined it was going to taste in my yeah. mind. It mm. tastes really good. I love this. Oh, that's really good. No, I, I wrote about in my book, Hungry Monkey, many years ago, but like apparently I'm still plugging it for some reason. It's a great book. That like I, I think for kids and adults, like the moment when you like realize that you like a new flavor is very rarely the moment when you taste it. It's like later when you've had a chance to kind of like simmer in your mind. This is an exception to that. Like, because I did not know if I was going to like this. I could have seen it going either way, and I love it. My spouse is a huge ice cream eater. Like, we go through vast quantities of ice cream. And they also, like, easily demolish a jar of chili crisp. I'm very excited mm. to tell them about this. So what is going on in this karikari? Because it, this is so much more than, you know, just the flavor of chilies simmered in oil. I can read you the ingredients list. Okay. All right. So it's canola oil, peanuts, garlic, dried chilies, sugar, shallots, sesame oil, fermented soybeans, Sichuan peppercorn, spices, which they don't specify. But I think, I mean, I taste some star anise mm -hmm. and probably maybe a little um, cardamom, red cardamom in there. Mushroom seasoning, mm. sea salt, and tamari powder. So there's a lot of like super intense yeah. kind of like umami. Uh, the sesame oil, I think, is also really showing up in yes. there. And I think the peanuts make a big difference. I think that's part of why mm -hmm. it works so well for me with ice cream. I'm sure I would also like the Lao Gan Ma, which I don't think has peanuts on ice cream. But I think there there is one version of Lao Gan Ma that has peanuts. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But, you know. There's something about the particular, like the, the amount of chunky stuff and the amount of crunchy stuff in Kari Kari, it sounds so good when you stir yeah. it. Like, not all chili crisps. Like, for a while I was buying Fly by Jing, and uh, it's delicious. It doesn't sound as good when you put a spoon <laughs> through it. I gotta tell you, the Kari Kari sounds so good. Yeah. Tasting them side by side, I mean, the Fly by Jing, they have a very different profile. Yeah. The Fly by Jing is a lot more sort of savory, I think, um, and a lot more sort of fermented bean flavor. Yeah. Less, less of the crispy garlic. You guys, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm doing that thing where, have you ever done the thing like, and uh, Molly's going to laugh at me as if I've ever done a home improvement project of any kind, where you open a, <laughs> open a can of paint using a screwdriver and then you use the screwdriver to, to stir the paint and ruin your screwdriver? Uh, I've not done that, but I can see it happening. Okay, well, bear with me because have you ever I'm, wait, Matthew? Have you ever done no, that? That's but, what I but really but I've been tempted know. to do it. And right now, what I'm tempted <laughs> to do is I only have one spoon here, and I've been using it to eat ice cream, and I keep wanting to dip it in the other jars of chili crisp to taste them. But then I'm going to get ice cream in those jars. Well, you can't, can't you, you lick the off? ice cream off? Yeah. Thank you, Kenji. <laughs> Thank you for having the same idea here. Matthew, what are you? Matthew, come on now. Just lick the spoon. I lick the spoon. <laughs> Problem solved. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kenji, what do you eat and just think, I must have chili crisp with this? I mean, I'm thinking mm. like, for instance, noodles. Yeah. For me. So, I mean, so that would be sort of my chili crisp memory lane is 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 noodles. Um, so I, I had a friend. Um, no, I still have a friend. He's still he's still alive. He's still with us. Is he still your friend, though? He is. We live in different cities okay. now. Um, uh, but uh, Jimmy. So there was a period when all our entire group of friends, um, everyone was having babies and we would have baby showers all the time. And uh, Jimmy, like his signature move at baby showers was to <laughs> always bring this cold Sichuan noodle dish. His parent, he, his parents are from Sichuan. And so it was this dish that he learned from his parents. So it's cold 
wheat noodles that he would bring in like a Ziploc bag. And then in, a, in one jar, he would have this dressing, which was made with uh, black vinegar, soy sauce. Um, there's a recipe in the book, by the way, but black vinegar, soy sauce, um, sesame seeds, scallions, some aromatics. And then in a separate jar, he would have chili crisp. He would come to the baby shower, put the noodles in a bowl, put the dressing on it, toss it, and then have the chili crisp on the side for people to like scoop on as much as they want. And that to me is like, I mean, it always went fast and he always had a backup bag under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like <laughs> the flavor of the flavor of baby showers was these like cold yes! Sichuan, cold Sichuan noodles with chili crisp. And and that was sort of my introduction also to La Gamma, like the, the popular brand. I love that being the flavor of baby showers. It sounds showers. like you're <laughs> suggesting that maybe people were like having a, an extra baby or two just to get like more of Jimmy's noodles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Matthew, you're about to have an empty bedroom. <laughs> That's true. We could start over. It's a great, sounds like a great <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, we could get Jimmy to come to your house. Yeah, no, we weren't planning <laughs> to have any more, but now that I heard that, like, we might get noodles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that. My other favorite dish to make with it is super simple. So you, do you guys know um, smashed cucumbers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just, like, you basically, like, take cucumbers, you smash them with the side of a, of a cleaver, chop them into pieces, and then dress them with vinegar, a little soy sauce, salt, sugar. Um... What I like to do is I get a, a wide bowl. I put Greek yogurt or labneh mm, mm-hmm. on the bottom of the bowl, like spread it all around and then smash a bunch of cucumbers, dress them with vinegar, garlic um, and a ton of chili oil and then put them on top of the yogurt and yogurt. And then you mix it all together as you're eating in this yogurt and yogurt and chili crisp. Um, I think those flavors work oh real well together. Oh, that sounds so good. Um, you can also add so like good. a little like mint or like, you know, like herbs mm-hmm. if you want. Mint, sliced onions, stuff like that. Okay, really I'm for sure going to make that. Um, I just I just tasted all three of the chili crisps that I have here. The, the Lao Gama that I have is is fairly similar to the to the original. Um, it has got less mm-hmm. garlic and more toasted soybeans, I think. And the Fly by Jing and the Kadi Kadi. They are all so different. They're all good. Mm-hmm. The Fly by Jing, I think, is is the closest to what I think of as like a chili oil that's not a chili crisp. Because mm-hmm. like like Molly said, it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of crispy chew to it, but it but the flavor is very super savory and intense. The kadi kadi like has the has the most complex flavor and the most crunchy stuff, and I think is the best on ice cream. But the lao gama is incredibly balanced between those. And like I can yeah? see why it's the standard. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know everyone. Nice. Everyone's been waiting for my chili crisp report. <laughs> yeah, there it we is. all needed to know that you could see why it was the standard. Oh, I stuck last week. I st- I put some of the cutty cutty on a um on like an Italian hoagie, like a, an Italian sub. Yeah, that sounds that good. That was really good. Ash makes a lot of instant ramen for lunch. Instant mm-hmm. ramen, and then they crack an egg in there and sort of make almost like an egg drop ramen situation, and they pile that stuff with mm-hmm. chili crisp to the like you know to the point of of feeling a little a little sweaty <laughs> we just actually went through the end of our kari kari so i'm very grateful to you for bringing over this little spoonful in a in a container oh, yeah. for me yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be ordering this for sure if, if you like um chili crisp but, but don't do spicy things too well you can get Japanese garlic chili oils. Um, so like SMB yep. makes one. I think there's other other companies that make them that are tons of chili flavor, tons of crispy garlic bits and virtually no heat at all. Um, so like my daughter loves taking that and scooping, doing it in her ramen, like scooping it into her ramen. So um, I, have a, I have a story about this, actually. Um, teenager of the show December, uh, uh, back when they were going to summer camp, one year um, said like, I'm looking forward to camp, but the food is kind of bland. Is it OK if I take this jar of, of S&B Taberudayu with me to camp? They did not end up actually bringing jelly oil to camp, but uh, but they did. <laughs> they did threaten to. <laughs> 
It would have been a better story if they actually had, but you know. Oh, uh, my my kid is going to the same camp yes, this summer. You send so them, you should you send them with, a, with yeah, a variety we... of chili crisps. Yes, it's great. Perfect. Didn't people used to do that? Like in, uh, didn't people used to take like have like little containers where they take their own salt with them to restaurants? Like obnoxious people mm. in the nineties. This, that, this is something I remember mm-hmm. reading in an article by Jeffrey Steingarten. Je- Jeffrey Steingarten uh, alleging that Pierre Hermé did this. I think. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> I think a lot of people do this. Like uh, the Jacobson Sea Salt Company actually made little containers, oh, yeah. almost mm-hmm. like little like Carmex containers. <laughs> yes, I remember uh, that. Molly, do you still have Pierre Hermé's number on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably have it in an email okay. somewhere. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, see if he's available now. <laughs> Great. I could, hey. Maybe it wasn't Pierre Hermé, and I and I just like I was going to say slandered, but is that You've slandered? Just slandered. No. <laughs> um, I, I was going to mention before that I, I do have a recipe. For that chili crisp Sunday with, um, so it's chili crisp Sunday with like a mala peanut streusel. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a recipe on the New York Times for that. Okay, um, and they Fantastic. have a link. Um, and then you know I would recommend using Sola's recipe for the chili, chili oil. Yeah. But they also have a link to their own chili oil. And then is is Jimmy's noodle noodle dish in in your new book? It is. Yeah. Or, oh, great. Yeah, right, yeah, right, that, right. And, and actually, and the cucumber salad thing is also in the book. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Okay. And that book is called The Walk Recipes and Techniques. Uh-huh. Written by a listener of the show, Kenji. Yeah. I hope that's on the cover. <laughs> yeah. But don't, don't specify which show. Just say the show. <laughs> let's, uh, instead of, instead of welcoming Kenji onto the show with a bio, <laughs> let's, drive let's say goodbye to Kenji show. with a bio. <laughs> okay. Our guest today was Kenji, L- excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, Matthew. You do Dude, it. Kenji, <laughs> Kenji was last on the show like five years ago. It's amazing how much more professional and put together things have gotten uh, since then. It's like it's like a well lubricated uh, factory over here. We've retreated into our closets. You're <laughs> licking spoons off and wiping them on bath towels. But what? Well, but last time, I I had a really good time eating eating meatloaf yes. in Matthew's dine-in kitchen. I think, yeah, we'll, right? we'll have That's you back we in the studio mm-hmm. again, maybe sometime in the in the and future. I, I, I was thinking back then how professional you were because you had like some cushions against the wall to, to keep the sound. Yeah, yeah. Still mm-hmm. still got some uh, some some acoustic paneling. Okay, wait, should I try yeah, again? Yeah, try again. <laughs> okay. All right. We were thrilled today to have as a guest J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, who I think you all probably know, not just because you just listened to him here on the show, but because he is a wildly popular New York Times food columnist and the chief culinary advisor for Serious Eats, and also the author of the acclaimed book, The Food Lab. You probably also know his YouTube show, which I guess we have to admit is extremely popular, more than our show. It's called Kenji's Cooking Show. It's on YouTube. Uh, And his latest book is The Walk, Recipes and Techniques, which just came out on March 8th and is available everywhere books are sold. All right, it's it's good that we made Kenji wait around while we did that. That was, really that was necessary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening to that. <laughs> All right, Kenji, thanks again for and, being on the show. Yeah, thank you we'll, for having we'll me. We'll do this in person next time. I've got I've got a good feeling. My my daughter is going to be thrilled because we listen to the show together in the car, and every time you like you occasionally mention my name on the show, mm-hmm. and every time she's like. Papa, they're talking about you. That's so sweet. Um, And she loves it. So she will be thrilled to listen to these episodes. Oh, man. Kenji is the best. Yes. Thank you, Kenji. He's welcome back anytime. Well, so, you know, there are a couple things we didn't talk about. Ideas for 
using Chili Crisp that I found on the internet and that sound so delicious. I want to share them with our listeners now. Okay. So I saw a suggestion in an article uh, on Bon Appetit's website to combine chili crisp and softened butter, almost like like a, a chili crisp compound butter, and oh, slather it on roasted chicken. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that sound really... I love the idea of chili crisp and butter. Have Have I mentioned that uh, teenager of the show December, like when they're home for lunch, will often make a couple of fried eggs on a bowl of rice with uh, with chili crisp? It's pretty perfect. Or chili oil. It's pretty perfect. Whatever, whatever's in the fridge. I also am intrigued by the idea of mixing a bit of chili crisp into mayonnaise and using that on a sandwich of some sort. Oh, that that would be good. Like even even like I'm you know I'm I'm like phobic of mayo, mm-hmm. but I would I would go for that because like sometimes I'll make uh, Nancy Silverton's chipotle mayo, which is pretty much just uh, commercial mayo, like chopped up chipotles in adobo and uh, and a little lemon juice. Mm. What about pizza? Would you put chili crisp on pizza? I don't see why not. I mean, the only reason I would hesitate is that, like, I'm one of those people who will, like, blot the top of the pizza because, like, I want my pizza, like, not so greasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, replacing the pizza grease with with chili crisp oil sounds great. You know, I don't know if this makes me, this probably makes me a bad person, but, but everybody already knows on this show what I am. Oh, yeah, so yeah. sometimes I feel like, you know how some hot sauces are all about the heat, right? Like all you can taste is like the fire of it. There's not a like lot of Dave's flavor. insanity, or like not even going that far. Oh, I, I don't, I don't think I even know probably some of the brands that you might suggest because it's that's not my kind of hot sauce. Sure. I think of Chili Crisp as being like the opposite of that. It's like all about flavor with a bit of heat as well. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Sometimes, so like last night, Ash and I were eating kimchi fried rice, and Ash put Chili Crisp on theirs and offered me the bottle of Chili Crisp, and I decided that I didn't want it because the one thing with Chili Crisp is it is so flavorful that kind of anything you put it on is going to taste like Chili Crisp, and you do lose yeah. a bit of what else is there. Do you ever I, feel yeah, this I can way? understand that. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. Like I'm I'm sympathetic to that argument and yet I am the kind of person who like when I when I like find a condiment I like, I will I will use it pretty indiscriminately even if it's even if it's strong in flavor. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess I guess it's it's a real like you do you like, yeah, is there is there anything wrong with putting chili crisp on everything? No, no. definitely not. No, you, you know what I what I think like you you may want for for your kimchi fried rice if you want to add some some texture is like is like some uh, like fried fried shallots. I think that would be great. Or fried garlic. That would be great. OK. Okay, I like this tip. That said, I am definitely going to be returning again to Kari Kari Chili Crisp on vanilla ice cream. That was so yeah, that, good. that was so good. That was so good. And so not weird. I just thought it was... Yeah, what are, what are like other things that like people have been telling us to try that we haven't gotten around to that are probably just as good as they said they were? What about pickles and ice cream? You don't, you don't have to be pregnant to have, enjoy it? You don't have to be pregnant to try it. But it couldn't hurt. What else, Matthew? Uh, about Chili Crisp or like other other things we should be trying. I know people are you're always telling me to watch uh, some TV show that I'm never going to watch. Yeah, you're always so telling me to that. watch some TV show I'm not going to watch. Yeah, but we both watched the Beatles documentary, and that's that's the kind of like <laughs> boring middle aged people we are. Oh man. Okay. All right, Matthew. Do you have a now but wow for us today? I do.
I just read a book that I really enjoyed. It's called While I Was Away by Waka T. Brown. And it is a memoir of a girl from Kansas, a uh, Japanese-American girl whose family sends her to uh, live with her grandmother in a small town in Japan uh, when she's in middle school uh, in order to uh, improve her Japanese skills. And she so she goes to the local school, uh, you know, just uh, full immersion. And it's written like, you know, looking back on childhood um, as a as a middle aged adult. But like really. So you you kind of like get that it's being seen through that lens in, in a very, you know, kind of warm and uh, and like, you know, appreciative and, and believable way, but also really brings to life like the feelings of like being in middle school. And one thing that I really liked about it, aside from like, you know, capturing things that, that I remember from Japan, is that she really shows how like the the politics of being a, a like preteen are truly universal. <laughs> Oh, that's and so painful. Like, you know how like, you know, like shit going on with your friend groups and like, you know, like falling in and out of friendships with people is just like the most important thing in the world. And you'll never get over it. it uh, like having having seen that go on in my own house. <laughs> Just like ah, that, that was that was refreshing to see. Like I'm I'm not the only parent or kid who has to deal with that. Excellent. Okay, so that was while I was away by Waka T Brown. Yes. Well, our producer is Abby Circatella. As always, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. And if you want to chat with other Spilled Milk listeners, you can go to our subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. What did you put Chili Crisp on today? What did you put Chili Crisp on today? We want to know. Yeah, if you want to send us uh, a question or a comment, contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. It'll come to me, so be nice. Yeah, please be nice. And um, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. What did we say happens after the explosion? The drizzle? The dribble? Oh, the no, leakage? it was the trickle, but I the, like the idea the trickle. of the drizzle. Yeah, after, after the explosion comes, comes, the drizzle. comes the drizzle. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> I'm so glad we're recording this part. Okay. <laughs> the legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.